I think we're going to be on the grind now because I think like the next five weeks we have episodes planned. So. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to count us down? It's been five, four, <laughs> three, two. Rolling <laughs> like a geezer. This is like this the sixth time we use a SpongeBob song. This is from the Yellow Album. Oh, that's a SpongeBob album. Yeah. And you know what? I felt like this song might be a little bit, uh, a little bit too slow to uh, start the episode, so I have a second song planned. Oh. Are you ready? Big Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. That's not loved by the Naked Brothers band. I was trying to figure out what <laughs> like that was. <laughs> you know. <Has> begun? <laughs> Magical feeling has begun, Stephen. On Spotify, it says they have 44,000 monthly listeners. <laughs> As they should. <laughs> you, know, you know, my issue with the Naked Brothers band is that they treated them like a, um, a real band. <laughs> like a real rock band. Were they? I mean, they have music out, so. And Alex and Nat Wolf still make music. So, I mean, I guess technically they were a real band, but... I like their music. Their new they, music. They treated them like a, <laughs> like a legit rock band. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were like... like I think Nat Wolf was like 12, and Alex was like 8. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to Alex Wolf. Just um, Alex. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was shouting on Alex because he's in the movie which that we're talking about today. Yeah. Which, anyway, welcome to episode 32 of Attempted Topics. I'm Jeremy. I'm Steven. And my dog's barking upstairs. That's Luna. And today, we will, be here. we will be discussing the new M. Night Shyamalan film, Old, which, um... You know what that means? What? That M. Night Shyamalan is now a uh, repeat offender on attempted topics. <laughs> he joins the likes of uh, 
James Wan and uh, Richard Kelly, who are both repeat offenders. Oh, yeah, he is. So we did The Conjuring and Saw, and we did Donnie Darko and Southland Tales. When did the happening? And now we're doing old. And unfortunately, I think like five out of those six movies are good, and one of them is bad. Which one? <clears throat> uh, the Happening is probably <laughs> the, worst, the, wor- the worst out of them. Um, but I mean, Old does have some uh, tendencies of uh, The Happening. It's, uh, it, it's truly quite bizarre how uh, like the, the fall from grace M. Night Shyamalan has had. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know if you've seen all of his movies, but like no, I've seen I've seen all of them except for the Last Airbender and After Earth, and I heard those are the two worst ones. But um, like if you if you look at his first uh, two like mainstream movies like The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, they're so like perfect, and now it's like I can't believe this is the same guy that made those movies 20 years ago I think most of his movies I didn't see I rewatched The Village before um, I saw Old and uh, The Village is very good too so um, Old currently has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes which um, I think it's a lot better than that yeah I gave it a 7 out of 10 on Letterboxd, or three and a half stars. Um, I believe I, I did as well. I rewatched it for this, and um, it, uh, you know, it, it the, the 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 flaws come out more the second time. Um, but I, I still really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's stupid, and the uh, especially. <laughs> The, the big reveal at the end of the movie is stupid, but um, I mean, I think it's I think it's a fun time, you know? It, it's not like it's yeah. it's not like it's a masterpiece or anything, but it's um, it's a fun time. I, I would recommend enjoying it with a, a loved one. And also, <laughs> hold them I'll hold them close. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> oh, and if you think about it too much, you're just going to pick the movie apart because that's what I did sitting in the theater. And uh, we'll, yeah, get to, no. we'll get to me breaking down the, uh, the math behind the aging and the science behind the aging. But um, yeah, if you if you think about it too much, it it completely falls apart. But you know, just just turn your mind off and um, just accept it. Just don't watch the last fifteen minutes either. I mean, I guess we should probably explain um, the plot a little bit because I'm just saying it doesn't doesn't work. But I should explain what doesn't work. So there's uh, a group of people. Well, first, it's based off of the book Sandcastle. 
which I heard, I didn't read Saint Castle, but I heard it has a better ending than the movie. Well, it would have been better for me. What is the ending of the book? I think it's a comic book, actually, but yeah. I believe that it's, like, open. So, like, they don't have a big, like, reveal as to what happened? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Anyway, continue with the explanation. So, basically, it's just this group of people that are on vacation, and select people get sent to this island by the resort that they're all staying at. You find out later that they send people with health conditions. But yeah, they get sent to this beach, the secluded beach, and then they start aging rapidly. Yes. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's essentially it. Um, it's, it's a basic plot, but um, it definitely um, falls apart, because I don't, I don't think the the um what's where i'm looking for like you really think about the ages of everybody i don't think that i don't think it lines up with how like i think everyone is aging differently it seems yeah um yeah and like the the aging affects kids the most because like kids obviously have to grow up but then when you're adult you kind of like stay the same and just you know Uh Yeah. If it were if it were me, the um I would just be growing wider throughout the years instead of taller. But <laughs> um, same. It's like oh, you gain <laughs> you gain thirty pounds. <laughs> you gain thirty pounds <laughs> in in an hour. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, I I really like M Night Shyamalan. I think he did it. Like I think Split is a great movie, and I think it's great because he wrote it back when he wrote Unbreakable. Uh-huh. But then when you look at Glass and Old, like, he wrote those recently, and that's why they're like significantly, um, significantly worse than Split was. <clears throat> I didn't and like Glass. I I liked Glass. I didn't love Glass. Um. I think Unbreakable is the best out of the trilogy. Um, I actually and... kind of hated it, but shout out to Sarah Paulson. Shout out to uh, James McAvoy in... and yeah. uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Who, uh, speaking of Anya Taylor Joy, is uh, she's in the new uh, Robert Eggers film, which I forget what it's called, and she's also going to be in his. Uh, following film a uh, remake of Nosferatu so I... uh <laughs> what were you going to say i needed it and i want it to be like super scary yeah i hope they set it in like the early 1900s or the 1800s or something yeah i want it to feel like the witch yeah I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, um, like split, uh, no pun intended on, um, if they should 
do um if they should do it in black and white or not. Uh-huh. Because because he did the lighthouse in black and white and I love the lighthouse and the witch he wasn't did... in black and white but it still felt great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say like it's it's like the 1500s and it actually feels like the 1500s but it's in color. So like he, he could probably be successful doing it uh either way. I would assume. Yeah. But um But yeah, anyway. <clears throat> oh yeah, I didn't realize that Anya Taylor-Joy was in so much movies that I like or so much stuff that I like. Yeah, she's in the new um Edgar Wright film too, uh what is it like the last night in Soho or something like that? Yeah. Which uh, comes out in October. Um yeah, she's she's a um she's amazing. I love her. Her first movie was The Witch. <laughs> she's like one of those actors slash actresses that isn't in a lot of movies, but she's in like very high demand. Yeah. Like she could walk on to like any set she wanted to, and like anybody would would like be happy to have her as the lead actress. But like, I think she's very. At this point, I, yeah. At this point, I think she's very like particular in what roles she picks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Shout out to Anya Taylor Joy, uh, <clears throat> friend of the show, if you will. <laughs> I don't think she knows we exist, but I don't think we need to give her a shout out, but but we are. Um, anyway, as I was saying, I think Old would have benefited because um, M. Night Shyamalan is no longer a, a great writer. He's just like, he's good, you know? Yeah. He's no longer what he was. Um, I feel like this movie would have benefited from a better writer. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you get if you get somebody who's like, like very particular with like the science behind what's going on, I feel like it would have worked out perfectly. Because it's like you could be like, oh, this this person's turning fifteen, so like this lady's turning like sixty two. So it's like, what happens when they both turn that age? You know. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. And, like, if you look at some of the characters, like, some of them get wrinkles and some don't. And some like, still act like, not even some, one in particular still acted like he did when he was a kid, but nobody else really did. Yeah, was it, um. It's almost like they gave the actors the freedom to do it how they wanted to. And some of them did really good. And then some of them did questionable. <laughs> I think her name's Crystal, the one with like the calcium issue. Mm-hmm. Um like I really like she, her. Like she's like twenty five the, the entire time. <laughs> no I, I mean like I'll oh, go ahead. I noticed toward the end when she was like running around in the cave or whatever she did start to look older 
Okay, I didn't realize that. You're probably right, though. Like, later on. Because I thought her and Alex Wolf were my favorite actors in the movie. Yeah, Alex Wolf still acted like a like a child. Like, he played that right. Yeah. Because, like, I have it in my notes, like, way later on in the movie. I'm confused as to, like, I know the cells are getting older and everything, but, like, it doesn't, like, these, these kids, like, didn't go to school or anything, so it's, like, you know, they're still, like, they still have no idea what, <clears throat> like, about a lot of things. Yeah. Because, like, a spoiler alert later on, when Alex Wolf gets the girl pregnant, he's like, I thought you had to do that, like, six times or something. <laughs> so, like, I was confused as to, like, are all of the kids, like, growing up and just being, like, like thinking like kids? Or are they, so, like, just... Like, are they gaining the knowledge as they go on? Because it seems like... uh I think her name's Maddox, which is the daughter of uh, the main group. Mm -hmm. Like, when she's growing up, she's getting smarter. Yeah. And then, like, at the end of the movie, when um, when Trent and Maddox are, like, in their 50s, he's like, Trent says, he's talking about his aunt, he's like, how would you think, or how would you feel if your six-year-old uh, nephew called and he was like 50 or something, whatever, like something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But like a six year old wouldn't say that. Because, no. like, I, like, I don't think that's something a six year old would think, would think of. So, like, are they, like, are they 50 year olds with like the mind of a, of a kid is what I'm trying to get at? Or, or did like their mind develop too? Um, I think it just depends on the part of the movie <laughs> and what they wanted what, at the time. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it definitely falls apart when you, uh, the more you think about it. So I guess we can delve into the plot. Um, I rewatched the movie. Steven did not. So Steven's going <laughs> off his, um, he's going off like memory, which, um, memory and the plot. <laughs> or the the brief plot summary that I have in front of me. Yeah, the, the, if you're looking on IMDb or Wikipedia, that plot hardly helps. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's probably going to be a lot of like me talking and you being like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off and we meet um, the main parents... Uh, guy, which is the the father, because he's a guy, and Priska, who is the the mother, and their two Kappa. kids. What did you say? The Kappa family. Yeah, um, and their two kids, Trent and Maddox, and like they're going on vacation or whatever, and they're like driving to a resort, and like right away, I'm cringing because. Like I'm a, I'm aware of the I'm aware of the plot, mm -hmm. and like the, they're shoving it down our throats. Like the kids, like oh, when are we gonna get to the resort? And the mom's like, like come on, don't wish time away. Let's 
let's let's cherish every moment. Mm-hmm. And daughter singing, and mom is like, "You have a beautiful voice. I can't wait to hear it when you're older." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh God!" Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> and also, anybody who's taken a road trip knows that you want to wish time away because. <laughs> Yeah. We drove from Ohio to South Carolina mm-hmm. and back a few weeks ago. And we got on the road and like 20 minutes passed. And I looked at the GPS and it's like 10 hours and 36 minutes remaining. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. I drove to Iowa. How far is that from here? That was 12 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We left at like 3 a.m. and got there at 4 p.m. That's what we did. Except we stopped a few times along the way. Yeah. So. But, um. Yeah, we stopped for like gas and stuff. But yeah, you definitely want to, uh, want to wish time away. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Yeah, that, that that's a moment where it's like okay to be like, yeah, time should time should go go faster yeah. than it is. So I disagree with the mother. <laughs> so so the kids get to a resort, and uh, one of the the workers makes like a weird comment about how the kids are so big. So it's like like yeah, something's up with this. I'm like, yeah. don't, I'll tell my nine-year-old daughter that she's big (laughs) (laughs) or however old she is um i think the kids run around and they meet this uh this other kid named idlib um which uh i had to to double check on his name and his name is idlib and they do say it in the movie because i I was like there's no way i'm gonna remember idlib um did they have strange names for some of these characters yeah, they did. The rapper Midsize Sedan. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm going to, when, when we bring him up, I'm going to mention something that I thought would have been funny, but we'll get there. Um, okay. So, for some reason, like, Trent is, like, obsessed with knowing people's occupations, which is, is strange because they, you know what? I just figured it out. I know why they wrote it in there. Because, he he needed to know that that guy was a cop. That's why they wrote this that, this whole stupid storyline in there that he that he asked people their occupations. He had to know that guy was a cop, so they could get caught at the end of the movie. Mm. So yeah, yeah. makes um, sense. See, I never figured that out. <laughs> I literally just just thought of it right off the top of my head. It's like, was oh, like, this he, weird. <laughs> it was like he asked people's occupations. He finds out the guy was a cop. Oh, that's why, because he needed to know that. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so Trent and Idlib are like talking to each other, and Trent's like, "I can complete a one thousand piece jigsaw puzzle." Or something like that. And he's like, that's very advanced for my age, which I can't even do now. And uh-uh. 
and Idlib is like, I collect conch shells. It's like, okay, that doesn't. It's not nearly as talented, but okay. It goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so Trent and Idlib are like introducing each other to like a bunch of people on the beach. Like, like, oh, I'm on vacation and I'm a police officer. And then there you go. That's <laughs> that's how we get to the Basically. climax of the movie. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and there's another moment where they kind of like shove uh, time down our throats because Idlib is like, I think he lives on the resort because I think his family owns it. And Idlib is like, he'll just leave. And uh, Trent is like, we're gonna we're gonna grow old together. And have mortgages and be neighbors. Oh yeah, and it's like it's like we get it. The uh, he said it again. <laughs> it's like it's like we get it. Uh, the movie's uh, the, the theme of the movie is very centric around time passing. You don't have to shove it down our throats, M Night Shyamalan. No, so, uh, my friend said that the movie was depressing. It is. In a way, it's also kind of like the happening where if you just shut your brain off and just laugh at it, it's uh, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So so back at so back at so back at the hotel, um, guy and Prisca are fighting about um how Prisca has a tumor. And maybe that's why she doesn't want to wish time away. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so, like, I can understand that. But they're, like, the tumor's, like, um, non-fatal or something, which we find out is not true. Um, Ugh, that scene later on. <laughs> so, um, and we also find out that I think we find out later, actually, but what I was going to say now, Prisca is apparently having an affair with um, another another man. She sure is. So, we start to meet other members uh, that are going to be joining the family on the island. So we're introduced to uh, mid-sized Sedan, who is a uh, a rapper. <laughs> and he's He's, like, hanging out with this blonde girl, which, like, really also does not go anywhere. At all. Um, we meet, I don't know. Um, they were weird with him. They, like, tried yeah. to make him seem shady. <laughs> or trying to, like, make it seem like maybe he had something to do with everything. <clears throat> Even the well, characters were. Yeah, in, in the comic book, I guess... Um, like he's actually a character from there, and I think the other guy's name is Charles, who is like very, um, very racist. Mm-hmm. Also, like they're both straight from the comic, where, um, like one is a rapper and the other one is like racist, who's just accusing mid-sized sedan of being involved with everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Then at the resort, we meet um, Crystal, who, like, her her character is literally that she's, like, a rich snob, and 
she has like a calcium issue where she can't drink milk or something. Yeah. Like, or maybe she has to drink more milk than other. I think it's a calcium deficiency. Something. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> and Crystal has a little sister named uh, Kara, and they're they're sitting at a uh, at the resort eating breakfast or something, and Crystal tells Kara to sit up because she's going to have a hunchback when she's older if she doesn't keep her back straight and it's like we get it <laughs> <laughs> good stuff so so the family gets invited to a uh to a remote island uh, by like the head of the resort they're like we have this uh, secluded island that we would like to drive you <laughs> we, we would like to take you through the woods <laughs> in a van <laughs> drop you off and you guys can be on this beach alone. Like, That's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Wasn't planning on it. <laughs> so we're also introduced to uh, Patricia and uh, Jaron, I think is his name. So Patricia, her, her whole character is that she has seizures. Yeah. Um, it was a very so, dramatic scene of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but that's not nice. Um, so, so yeah, she she has a seizure in the middle of breakfast, and it's a it's a big scene, um, and that's where we learned that Crystal's husband is a uh, a doctor because he helps Patricia out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess Crystal. Yeah, I guess Crystal is like a. Um, like, quote unquote, a gold digger, as they call it, <laughs> where <laughs> she's just married to like a rich older person. Which I mean, you know, who am I to judge? As long we as it's legal. It. As long as it's legal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we love um, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the the family gathers in the van to uh to go to this remote island. And the movie comes to a uh, a screeching halt when M. Night Shyamalan reveals himself <laughs> as the driver of the van. Ugh. And, yeah. and he makes sure that you know it's him. <laughs> yeah, he does. Even I picked it up. And usually I don't pick up the cameos right away. So... The the thing is, is that he's inspired by like Alfred Hitchcock, who used to have cameos in his movies. Mm-hmm. But Alfred Hitchcock would just like walk in the background; you could easily miss it, or you could be sitting in a the theater and be like, "Hey, that's Alfred Hitchcock." The movie does not come to <laughs> a screeching halt, so you know that <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock is in this movie. <laughs> um, maybe it should have. Even like Stan Lee's cameos before he um before he died, like it was like they're brief and they're funny. But they don't like And the movie continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> So this whole scene is fixated on, on M. Night Shyamalan's face. <laughs> <laughs> and he um he's he drives 
this family off into the into the woods and near the beach. Um, and then we find out that um, like the characters I just mentioned were gonna, are going to be joining the family on the beach as well. Um, no, so that's not <laughs> the purpose. Because you just said that you're taking us to this island by ourselves. And then all of a like, sudden, just kidding, there's a bunch of other people joining you too. Everyone at breakfast can come. <laughs> yeah. The whole resort yeah. can show up. So when when uh, Mr. Knight drops them off, um, it's like, it's it's really shady because he drops them off like far away from the island and he's like, just walk through the woods and follow this path. And he gives them a bunch of food. And it's like, it's like, why do we need this much food? And he's just like, well, kids eat a lot. So here's enough food for you guys to eat for the next three weeks. And everyone's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, can't you help? Like, we have an elderly woman here. And he's like, nope. We gotta get back. So... There's like a transition scene as the group is walking into the onto the island or whatever. And I thought it would have been cool, but it doesn't happen. But they show a gecko mm-hmm. like just climbing on a tree. And I thought it would have been cool that the gecko is just climbing up the tree and then it just like disintegrates, you know? Oh, yeah. I get like that this gecko's just, this gecko's just like crawling along and then it stops. And then it quickly turns to bones, and then it just, like, you know, just composes. Appears. But they don't do it. Um, and later on, they do mention that there's no fish in the water. So I think that's, like, a hint that, like, things aren't supposed to be able to live here. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, I don't know. I was like, like I was watching that scene, and I was like, that would have been really cool if they would have did something like that. Yeah, or like maybe that. it's like the gecko just like crosses like this invisible wall, and it's like just dies, and you know. But nope. So nope, we get nothing of the sort. So anyway, like everybody's on the island. Um, Krista's wife, Charles, sees um, mid-sized sedan on the beach. And Charles just, like, immediately wants to get away from him because he's, like, a racist. And it's like, can't this... This, this poor guy can't be near you just because he's black? Like... <laughs> like, what? But, um... <clears throat> yeah, so... Mid-sized sedan's character... Is his nose bleeds, and he's a rapper, and that's like all you really know about him. Yeah. So, and I wasn't really sure what his issue was. Yeah, because his no his nose bleeds, but they don't really say anything. Yeah, I did catch it this time that they mentioned something about him having a issue with like his blood thinning or something but like the only yeah. thing he said the only thing he really says is that my nose has been bleeding since I got here 
Mm, so like it, it, so like it's not like he mentions that he has a prior history of his nose bleeding. He's just like, this has been happening since I got here. Yes. So I don't know. <clears throat> now, what I hope they, or what I wish they would have did here. So do you remember in the visit where the kid uh, sing, like he performs rap songs a lot? Yeah. Now, I wish, because M. Night Shyamalan wrote all that kid's rapping in that movie. M. Night Shyamalan should have wrote some raps for uh, Mid-Sized Sedan. <laughs> yeah, he should have. It's like, the, the daughter mentions him and mentions, like, a song, I, I can't remember the name of the song that she references of his. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, they should have just wrote, like, a... um. Like, the daughter could be like, oh, you know that song that he did? It's called whatever. And she, like, plays it or something. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like, give your character something other than he has a bloody nose. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. That was just another thing that I kind of wish they would have did. So. They're giving us a whole sequence a whole scene with a song <laughs> but it's fine so, <laughs> so anyway they um <clears throat> i noticed they recreate a scene from the happening where a uh, guy and prisca are talking here and guy is like hey prisca can i ask you something never mind i'll ask later and it's like that scene in The Happening where like the students are leaving the class and Mark Wahlberg is like, hey guys, and everyone stops. And he's just like, nothing. <laughs> and it's, like, what, it's like, what's the point of having dialogue like that in your movie? <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, can I, can I ask you something, Prisca? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no point. So, yeah, um, so Trent is uh, swimming in the water and like this is where he points out like there's not any fish here or whatever um, so like nothing nothing can live here and while he's swimming in the water the uh, the blonde girl that mid-sized Zidane was with happens to uh, float wash, up to him wash up so <clears throat> I would like to point out like for like the next five minutes of the movie, things get very hectic. Mm -hmm. And, and then like, there's like another half hour of the movie where everything slows down. It gets hectic quite a few times. Yeah. So like, yeah, everyone's like in, freaking... in brief moments. <laughs> yeah. So like everyone's freaking out. They're like, Oh my God, there's a dead body here. And then, uh, Charles is like, mid-sized sedan did it. And uh, uh, Charles, Charles's mom is like, oh, my chest is starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, Trent, who is the little boy, walks up to, to his mom and is like, my swimsuit's kind of tight. Can I loosen it? So, like, there's some hints going on to, like, you know, the old lady's chest hurts. Maybe she's, like, 
like her heart's giving out or whatever. And mm-hmm. Trent's, Trent's swimsuit is too tight because he's growing, he's growing older, so he's getting bigger. Um, yeah. So, and after all this happens, there's some like racial undertones where like the whole group is like thinking mid-sized sedan uh, killed this woman. Um, yeah, and then, and then poor uh, Patricia and. Uh, I think Jaren, or I think is how you say his name. This is when they show up to the island because I guess they uh, they chose to nap before everyone else came. <laughs> so so they end up coming later. They should have napped longer. <clears throat> so they show up to like this this big disaster of like this uh, this poor girl dying and like the one lady's on the verge of having a heart attack. Uh, like everyone's being like mid-sized sedan killed this poor woman which I don't think we, we never under like we never find out what happened to her I think she was doing the same thing that the guy was doing and swimming oh she tried to like escape Maybe. I don't know if she tried to escape I, know, I think didn't the, the show her in the water swimming yeah, they do. Now that you mention it, I, I I do remember that. So, uh, Jaren is like, "Hey, let's leave. We'll just turn back around." Um, they couldn't. They couldn't have like the car couldn't have gone too far. We'll just go back and we'll find them, and then um, they'll come pick us all up. So, yeah. the one thing in the movie I didn't like. I don't think it happens yet, but when they try to leave, it's like. They're in the cave, and then they wake up on the beach. That that is what happens here, actually. <laughs> it happens multiple times. It's it's just with uh, Jorin this time. Yeah, he walks. He he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back and get help, and then he walks in, and the screen just cuts to black. Yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he's just like laying on the beach. And they're like, like a teleport. He was teleported back or something. They're like, oh, you just came out here yelling or whatever. <laughs> and he's he's like, he's like, there must be too pres- too much pressure in my head or something like that. And is he the one that had memory loss later on? Um, no, that is uh, that's Charles, the doctor. Okay. <clears throat> um. I'm bad with names. Yeah, so uh, Patricia is trying to... Uh, no, not Patricia. Prisca is trying... Okay, so you, you can't name one girl in your movie Patricia and name the other one Prisca. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> pick, a different, pick a different name, M. Knight. So, Patricia and... Alicia. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Could, could be... <laughs> <laughs> could be anything just pick something um so so Prisca uh, tries to get Charles because she's like something's wrong with my son he's um like I think she just notices that he's like getting bigger or something mm-hmm. um and we hear um the two kids start talking uh Trent and Maddox and like their voices are like kind of 
changed. And yeah, I really did of... like that part when they were like blurred out at first and they were talking. Yeah, I did too. Um, I don't like how it like goes in like phases. Yeah, because it's like it's like oh, they're six or like Trent is six, and then it's like now he's ten, now he's fifteen, now he's twenty-five, now he's fifty. Yeah, we we don't get like any like. I mean, I guess it it would it probably wouldn't make too much sense to just cast like hundred <laughs> different same... 10, twenty different people. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was just so you notice, so, so you notice a change in him. So like, I get it from like, because I don't know how else you would do it. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't know. Maybe it would have been neat to see like a. Like some morphing or something. Mm-hmm. Or it also could have been done very bad. Maybe they just did we it only smart, get the smart way as is. We only get the shots of morphing when Crystal's bones were breaking. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, Which I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that whole scene, but we'll get there later. Yeah, so... The kids are talking, and they're like, there's a light at the top of the mountain. Um, somebody's watching us. And while this is happening, uh, Charles' mom dies. So, And then I think the, the movie kind of starts uh, calming back down again. Yeah. It's like, there, like you said, there's these brief like five-minute scenes where just everything is happening. <laughs> so... Uh, Trent and Maddox introduced themselves to uh, Jaron and Patricia. And um, Trent mentions to to them that he's six, but like obviously he looks like he's 12. So, uh-huh. so they're confused. And they're like, someone's pulling a prank on us because like, you know, how old are you actually? And what, and he's what a like, good prank! <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm six. And then uh, their mom walks up to them and and asks uh, Patricia and Jaron if they've seen her kids. And then they're like, "Okay, somebody's pulling a prank on us. Your kids are right here." Yeah. And then like she sees her kids at the same time we do, and like they obviously are um, older. Or older than than who they were, so um, now we cut to uh, Charles back to uh, back to harassing mid-sized sedan. Uh, he chases him into like the the pathway again, <laughs> and then they just wake up on the beach again. <laughs> I hate it. It's like. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that. So, the, that so they're just like could have, could have just made it so there is no path in the cave. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to keep waking up. So they're trying to come up with a plan because they're like, we can't get out of here. Um, let's 
let's split up and let's go into groups of two in case um you know in case something uh you know in case something happens one of us will be in a group so we'll be fine yeah um, so we immediately cut <laughs> to all of them laying on the beach at different times <laughs> and it's like oh here's a group of two here's a group of two here's a group of two <laughs> yeah so i was expecting one of the groups to just not be there <laughs> yeah so so we're back to uh to charles and his uh accusations on mid-sized sedan he's so, just dead sad on him being involved and like i kind of understand it i mean i don't understand it because he's just being racist about it but like that's who he thinks did it and like charles's mom died and he thinks that she couldn't have taken the shock of like finding a dead body yeah so like that's why he's so mad at mid-sized sedan because he's like you killed this woman and that gave my mom a heart attack and it's like okay whatever but calm down but no <laughs> so so charles attacks mid-sized sedan with a uh with a blade and um you know mid-sized sedan is like i gotta get to the hospital my face is cut open but then it's just not so like any like time is moving uh so fast that like any any kind of wound you get like immediately heals mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought that was pretty cool um yeah so uh mid-sized sedan is talking to the group and he's uh he's quite upset because he's like i have a a blood issue and uh this was supposed to be a quote unquote zen trip and uh now it's, <laughs> now it's not it's no longer zen <laughs> no um so uh, patricia takes it upon herself to uh to gather the group she's like she's like all right everybody introduce yourselves because <laughs> we got to figure <laughs> out what's going on and if we don't trust each other no one's gonna help each other out and it's like i understand it but they weren't gonna help each other out anyways <laughs> not, not only that but let's not like waste time let's figure figure this thing out because she was all about wasting time earlier <laughs> <laughs> so um i think uh i think crystal says something about she she introduces herself and she's like i have a calcium issue um uh-huh. blah 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 and then Friska is like she breaks the news to everybody that she has a tumor which her kids don't know yet so like this was the great time to do it yeah <clears throat> and right on cue when she mentions that she has a tumor the tumor causes her to faint <laughs> And nobody else gets their introductions. <laughs> no. So, so they're like, um, I think she says the tumor is very small, so it shouldn't be yeah. an issue for a while. And like, when they show her, we see this big bulge like protruding from her stomach, and it's like, you know, since time is passing, like, I think, like, 
five years have passed at this point, so obviously the tumor has grown, and now it's causing issues. Yeah. So since Charles is a um, is a doctor, and he uh, he has a blade because he cut mid-sized sedan. Um, I hope he cleaned it. <laughs> we find out later that the knife is not clean, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, so so he decides to cut the tumor out of Prisca, but like, so. I wanted to point this out because the movie's rated PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is an unrated version, or maybe a rated R version of this movie, where they actually show that like the tumor being cut out and everything. Yeah. Because every time they slice her open, the wound just closes back up. So, like, there's like five people surrounding her who have to hold the wound open. Mm-hmm. And and like you hear them talking about it, and maybe hearing them talk about it is worse than seeing it, because they're like, "Oh, the wound's closing around my fingers and everything." Yeah, maybe they just couldn't. Um, it wasn't in the budget. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very cringe-inducing in like a gross way. Yeah, um, but I also kind of wanted to see <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, me too. Um. So yeah, they cut the tumor out, and it's like, I mean, I guess she's fine now. <laughs> yeah. The a brief little episode where they had to cut the tumor out, and now she's fine. Um. So. So I I don't know if this is okay. Never mind. It it, it is answered later on. I was gonna say if you stab somebody, because like, so like if you get stabbed in the heart, the issue is not getting stabbed. It's like the I mean, it is, but it's like <laughs> it's like the hole that the blade has created. So, like, if you get if you get stabbed, and they just pull the blade out of you, does your heart just immediately close up and you're fine? I don't think so. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you would you like with the way I'm thinking of it, you would think that that would happen. Yeah, but it, but it doesn't because later on, um. Charles kills mid-sized sedan with, like, a knife or something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I see. I, the, I see what you mean, but I think it's still... I guess it's still it's considered like, fatal. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you, you still got stabbed in the heart no matter what. If it closes up real fast, it's, yeah, it's still a fatal wound, so... I guess, if anything, you would die quicker. Probably, maybe. Like I said, don't think about it. <laughs> the movie <laughs> falls apart. Movie falls apart. So, um, mid-sized sedan decides to check on the dead girl for some reason, and we find out that she's decayed and um, beyond recognition. I don't know if it was that bad, but <laughs> no, she was definitely bones. <laughs> so, Prisca is like. She conveniently <laughs> is like, I work with dead bodies, so I know how long it takes for, for skin <laughs> to rot off of a body. And it takes seven years for that to happen. And then they're like, it's been three hours. And then they're like, like the big reveal is like, hey, 
where um so three years on this or three three hours on this beach is seven years in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of wish that they just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us the exact amount of time. Yeah. So you might ask yourself, why why aren't why isn't anybody's hair growing, or why aren't their fingernails growing? You know. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why, because they say it in the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there, the, the big reveal is that the rocks surrounding the island are causing these people's cells to age. So it's like any type of living cell in your body can age. Mm-hmm. But your hair and your fingernails are made of dead cells. So they, mm. don't, age, so they don't age, so they don't grow. And I'm pretty sure they put that in the movie for people like us who are uh, picking apart the movie yeah. and, thinking, and thinking about it too much. Well, at least they put that in there. Yeah. It's so like Human cells don't need water. <laughs> I, I don't know. <clears throat> um, they also say that like leaving the beach too fast is like trying to um like if if you're like miles deep into the ocean it's like coming up too fast where like the pressure is just too much and it'll kill you yeah i do remember that they compare it to that so it's like a, i do That's i do appreciate what? i do appreciate like a little bit of explanation like that mhm but it's like your whole movie falls apart when you think about it so <laughs> That's why when they were talking about going through the cave slowly, they're saying, well, who wants to give up 20 years of their life yeah. to make it out? Pick and the young, Pick the youngest. Out, find out that nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was willing to give up 20 years, so... <laughs> we're just going to stay here and die. <laughs> so, uh, we find out that Trent and Kara, who are the kids... Um, got into some uh, hanky-panky. Because um, when uh, Kara comes out of the tent, they're older once again. So this is where we introduced Alex Wolf. Um, I wish he would have gotten off the island. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Alex Wolf got this girl pregnant, and they're like, first off, I don't know where they got the time to do this. In the privacy to do this, um, didn't care, or they were doing it when everybody else was doing math. <laughs> maybe, maybe when his mom was getting operated on, he's like, you know, this is a good time. Either that, or when they, were, yeah, when they were figuring out the exact math for the audience. Yeah. So he gets this girl pregnant. And they're like, you know, you did something that makes babies. And Alex Wolf is like, I thought you had to do that like three times. Um. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the baby is born while Charles is having like an Alzheimer's episode, and we're back to the movie being he- hectic for a uh, for a minute. Yeah. Um. Because the baby so, lasted about um a minute. <laughs> Yeah, so 
Here's where, I mean, it already did, but here's where the movie falls apart because I want to break down the math real quick. And then we can just go through the rest of the movie because after this, I just like kind of checked out. Um, so three hours on this island is seven years. Okay. Uh-huh. So an hour on the island is like a year and like, no, I take that back. It's like two years and a couple months. So like two oh. years and some change. So, a half hour on the island is a year. Um, 15 minutes on the island is uh, six months. So, every 15 minutes, this group is going six months without eating or drinking or anything. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so... This group would have to constantly be eating and drinking for any of this to actually happen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, the idea of like an island or a beach that ages you is already not realistic. But like, like you said earlier, when you throw in like the actual numbers into it, it's like the movie totally falls apart because it's like, you know, 15 minutes are going six months without eating. Like seven minutes, it's three months. Yeah, they didn't need to. Like it, if you if you keep breaking it down, it's it's roughly like those aren't the exact numbers, but it's it's pretty close from like thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. So like, if your movie falls apart on the logic that you're doing, you know, like just change it, <laughs> like, or like. <laughs> Like, change the math, or, like, maybe they're on the island a lot longer than a day. Like, maybe it's a week or a month or whatever. So, mm -hmm. or, or maybe they're, they're eating and they're, like, slowly, like, decomposing or something. Because, like, no one's even losing weight. So, it's like, if you're aging that quick, like, like you're not even losing weight or anything. Like it, yeah. maybe it would maybe it would have been cool if like, I mean it's it still wouldn't have made perfect sense, but it would have made more sense like when at the end of the movie when the parents are really old, maybe they're like skin and bone because they're just so skinny because they haven't eaten in fifty years or whatever. Yeah, that that would have been cool. I guess. So like, like just think about your movie a little bit. Yeah. I guess, or maybe, yeah, um, maybe we're just digging like too far into it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you can't um, think of that deep. <laughs> I guess you could look at it both ways. Either like the movie makes no sense because it falls apart on the logic that they give you, or it's like maybe just don't think about it that much because it's just a movie. Yeah. But um. I just wish but, I yeah. wouldn't have put the um, exact numbers in. I think it would have been fine without it. Didn't need it. Yeah, because then I, if they wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't even be thinking about this. Like, if they wouldn't have gave the numbers, I wouldn't be thinking <laughs> that, like, oh, every 15 minutes it's six months and they're not eating. Whatever. Yeah. 
or maybe I'm wrong and somebody can correct me and you know okay yeah anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Charles kills mid-sized sedan um Mm. Right, after, right after the baby dies, we get another death where mid-sized sedan unfortunately meets his uh, untimely end. He didn't deserve it. So, Jaren decides that since he was on the swim team, he's going to try to make a swim for it. Even though they so, talked about it earlier in the movie. He's like... <laughs> Jaren's even the one that said it earlier. He's like, so... Who's going to swim 100 meters against current and then swim, like, who knows how long around the island to get help? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wait, me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? It was my plan, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so. No, we never um, see him again. I mean, we do, but. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Maddox has a talk with her mom, and um, they're talking about how the parents were having like uh, like marriage issues. And Maddox is like, "Was there someone else?" And uh, Prisca uh, um, confirms that she was seeing somebody else or whatever. And um, yeah, so for some reason, Maddox flips out, and she's like, "You know, I'm an adult, and I have to be brave." I'm going to make a swim for it. <laughs> so she swims off and runs into Jaren's body. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't... I don't know how much time passed in the movie. <laughs> but he didn't make it. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't last too long at all. <laughs> so much for being so, on the swim team. <laughs> so, so he's dead too. Um... Kara is like trying to uh who who just gave birth keep in mind. Um she's trying to climb up the cliff. Oh yeah, she's all better. Yeah, she's trying to climb up the cliff to make a to make an escape. And Trent is like trying to talk her out of it because he mentions earlier that someday he's going to marry her. So she's like he's like, "Hey, I'll do that." <laughs> So, so as she's going up, I guess like the pressure is too much there as well. Mm-hmm. And they said that and... earlier in the movie too. What's that? I believe they said something about that earlier in the movie too. Yeah. So she ends up falling off, and it's uh, very midsummer esque, where her uh, where she falls and like just slams into the ground. Yeah. Good stuff. Speaking... Speaking of, go watch uh, Midsummer. So, uh, Patricia is like, she's she she's like, hey, I need to get off this island. So she ties some pool noodles together, <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna get out of here <laughs> with these pool noodles that I tied together. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she said that she had a fight with her sister like years ago or something. Yeah. And like that's why she has to get off of the island. Um and right on cue, she begins to have a seizure. I think she was one of my favorite characters too. 
Yeah, she's one of the better ones. I think she dies here, correct? I think so. Seizure kills her? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, so, yeah, we get hints at, like, eyes vision getting blurry, because, you know, he's getting older. Yeah. Um, so he must have cataracts or something. Yeah. That's what I got. Did you say? That's what I got out of it. Had cataracts. Yeah. Wait, do you have cataracts? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, not me, no. Oh, okay. The guy in the movie. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying you personally have cataracts. No. So, <laughs> um, Crystal is walking around the beach and trying to find her sister, Kara, because she doesn't know that Kara um, tried to climb up the cliff and died. Whatever. Um, and she's starting to break down because she hasn't like literally break down, like fall apart because yeah, uh, she hasn't had any milk in a while. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> it's been years. So, um, so guy and Prisca are getting older. I think it's nighttime now at this point. Mm-hmm. And guy is like, I saw your text messages. And he says sweet things, meaning like he's aware that she's seeing somebody else. And then he immediately flips and is like, you deserve better than him. <laughs> so like, it's, it's like he is like she deserve or he, he says nice things, but she deserves better than him. Which is uh, an interesting way to look at it. But then uh, Prisca, like I guess they, they seem to have fixed their relationship. Which I mean, I guess they have no choice. Time Prisca, heals all wounds. Maybe that's the, maybe that's what happened. Um, that's what they should have put as the tagline of the movie. <laughs> they would have said that. <laughs> I would have walked they, out of the movie. They should have said it. And then they both smile, like a close up of each of their smiles. Because <laughs> Prisca says, like, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to be with anybody else besides you. It's like they seem to fix it. But then, like, I just imagine Prisca, like, you know what they say, time heals all wounds. <laughs> and then they just, they just smile. And then the movie fades. <laughs> and then we cut to mourning. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great so I guess um, somehow I think I missed it in both times I watched it but Maddox and Trent find a book that explains that the island's ro rocks age the cells and whatnot. so like w literally what they predicted is what what is happening mm -hmm. um and Trent is like, maybe we need to get like a metal tube and cover ourselves, and that way we can get out of here. And Maddox is like, where can where are we gonna get a metal tube at? So is that when they were in the we, cave or whatever? Uh, they're in the cave. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
because that's what's next in my notes. Um, so uh, Charles has finally like flipped out. Like I guess he has all. Like I guess his Alzheimer's is making him very violent. Mm-hmm. Even though even though he killed somebody already, so he was already violent. Um, yeah. So he attacks um, Guy, and Prisca tells the kids to run away and hide. So the way that scene was, though, is that when he crawled up? Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, it's actually terrifying. Um. Yeah, so she, so Prisca tells the kids to run away and hide. So they run and hide into a cave. This is where we see uh, Crystal like breaking down. Uh, literally. Yeah. So since she doesn't have her calcium, her bones are breaking. And since time is moving, they're like healing in these weird ways. So she's yeah. like, she's very like, like she'll put pressure on her arm and it'll snap and then it'll heal where it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is probably like a very um, miserable way to die. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, um, a Junji Ito way to die, um, who who's a um, a manga writer who made uh, Uzumaki and um, the Enigma of Amigara Fault, I think is what it's called, where it's like so. Uzumaki is this manga about a town being obsessed with spirals, mm-hmm. and he'll do like this thing in the mangas where it's like you'll see somebody about to die and then you turn the page and it'll be like somebody like in a spiral like just dead and twisted in a spiral or something mm. and it reminded me of like a, a shock value thing like that where like they show crystal's body and she's just like very like contorted yeah yeah i think that's what that was that scene was for it worked um yeah i, I want to say he was inspired by that m night but i'm not sure but that's definitely what it seemed like and there's a um in the enigma of amigara fault it's about like this island or no not an island this like cliff that has like human shaped holes mm-hmm. and it's like they find out that um, I'm going to spoil the enigma of Amigara Fault for anyone who's listening. Um, they find out that like each hole like belongs to a person and you have to find yours. And it's like, uh. do you want to go? Do you want to go in your hole? Pause. Or do you not? <laughs> yes. But it's like it kind of like a like once you find your hole pause, you get obsessed with it. And it's like you're like drawn to it and like you you think you have to go in it mm. and they find out that like like because they don't know where these holes are going people just go in and don't come back out so <clears throat> they they find out at the end of the book where when you go all the way through it pretty much like turns you into like it, it pretty much just crushes you and it's revealed at the end that like um they're like just the people are just like smashed and like spaghetti and all this stuff. Oh, so I'm not going in the hole then? No. <clears throat> but, like, it's it's not explained. It's, like, a short story. It's not explained 
where they came from or like what they do or anything like that. People are just dead. Mm. That's interesting. Like if you stand by your hole, pause. It uh, it sucks you in, and then you pause, and you then you just don't come back. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So Prisca ends up attacking uh, Charles with a knife, and she has to explain to Charles and the audience that the knife is made of rust, or that the knife is rusted over. Oh, yeah. And and that it's, like, poison, and it, it's going to kill him. Um, and that it but like So, like, she just cuts him and then tells the audience that it was rusted, and it, it's like, why don't you just stab him? She should have just looked right into the camera. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> so, so Prisca and Guy are on the verge of death, and they talk about how they're not mad anymore. And like then their story ends because they're very old and they're dying. Mm-hmm. So, next morning, Trent and Maddox wake up on the beach, and they're like, you know, they're in their fifties now. <clears throat> And they're like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, let's build a sandcastle. So I think they, that's how the book ends. Like they built the sandcastle, and then the last image of the book is the water washing away the sandcastle that they built. Okay. I don't know how I would have felt about that in a movie. Honestly, I would have really liked that ending. A lot of people would have been mad. But, um... I would have viewed it as a gutsy way of ending it. And I would have liked it. Yeah. So, so Trent is like, hey, Idlib gave me a code and I never found out what it is. (laughs) And this is what I... So... Idlib gave them a code that they decipher, and the code says, my uncle doesn't like the coral, okay? Yeah. So, either one, like, before you even give him a code, just tell him what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Just tell him, don't go on the island. (laughs) Or two, like, don't like, be, be more specific and don't put it in a code. Because, yeah. like, like, even though it's in a code, it's still cryptic once you decode it. Because it's like, my uncle doesn't like the coral. Like, you could say, swim to the coral. Yeah. Or something like that. Or just don't put it in a code, just give him a note. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I don't understand the code. <laughs> the, the The code was only here just so they wouldn't have known from the beginning. But yeah, I don't know. But still, so Trent and Maddox swim to the coral. Uh, they hold their breath much longer than I could have. But uh, um, we cut back to M Night Shyamalan, who was the guy on the top of the island or the top of the mountain watching them. Like, he was the light at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, they saw a light a few times throughout the movie. Yeah, 
he was he was watching them the whole time. And I guess they had an accident before because they mentioned that like somebody tried to swim to the coral before but died. Yeah. Um I wonder if they had a cryptic message too. <laughs> but M Knight is like um like he's telling these people back on back at the resort that like everybody died. So now that's whole part is where the movie fell apart for me. Okay. Yeah, I could see. Would you like to explain it? The whole part where he decides, well, he didn't decide. I guess him as a director decided, but he, the whole reveal where they're sending these people that are sick to this island and they're trying, what is it? They're like trying to cure all these illnesses. Yeah, so so they gave these people like experimental drugs. Like Patricia who has seizures, they gave her like an experimental drug to um like cure seizures. And we find out that it actually worked because she went how long without having a seizure? Like years. Oh yeah, yeah. So it it it's pretty much just to um experiment on the long-term effects of uh prescription drugs, which I mean, it's not a bad idea as long as you don't force people upon it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm like thirty years old and in crippling debt, and I'm like, you know what? I just want to die, so I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna donate my body <laughs> to science and discover the long term effects of this Alzheimer's medicine or something like that. You know? Yeah, it's a good idea. So, so yeah, it, it, it's revealed that the kids are still alive and um, they like found a hole on top of the coral where they could stick their head out and breathe and then they continued swimming. Um, they find their way back to the resort and Trent ends up meeting up with the police officer and was like, this is what's going on, everybody died, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh. We cut to uh, Trent and Maddox in a helicopter, and they're coming home, and uh, their aunt is going to pick them up at the airport. And one of the guys is like, are you okay? And this is where Trent is like, how would you feel if um, your six-year-old nephew called and he was 50 or whatever he says? Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. So, I'm sorry for picking apart the movie as much as it's, I did. It still ends on a sad note. <laughs> like, their life yeah. over. Yeah, it's like... Like, imagine being six, and then, like, you're 50. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, your parents are dead. You're probably older than the aunt that's coming to pick you up. Yeah. It's like, where do you go yeah. from here? Um, so, so where would you, out of the M. Night Shyamalan movies you saw, where would you rank this one? Like, would you put it toward the um, bottom? Toward the top. You don't have to give me an order or anything, but I don't even have one off the top of my head. But, um... 
Yeah, I put it toward the top, probably right underneath split. Because I only saw split, glass, old, the happening, and the visit. Okay. I'm looking at his. Um, looking on Rotten Tomatoes, of uh, the ones that he directed, and he directed The Sixth Sense. That's at 86 percent. Unbreakables at 70. Signs is 74. The Village is 43. Lady in the Water is 25. Happening is 18. Last Airbender is 5. Oh, jeez. After Earth is 11. The Visit is 68. Split is 77. Last is 37. And Old is 50. Hmm. So... Definitely a dip in there, and then a spike, and we appear to be uh, dipping again. <laughs> we appear, yeah, we appear to be dipping again. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably put it in the. It's it's better than the happening and Lady in the Water. Um, probably tied with Glass. No, I like Glass more. So it's it is at the bottom. I'm an M. Night Shyamalan fan, so I like a lot of these movies. Yeah. Um, it's, it's better than The Visit. It's better than The Happening. It's better than Lady in the Water. Um, and I haven't seen After Earth in The Last Airbender, but um, ju- judging by these Rotten Tomatoes scores, not that I go by Rotten Tomatoes anyway, but like just judging from what I've heard, um, The Last Airbender and After Earth would probably be behind old but yeah. Um, yeah, I need to watch more of his movies. Yeah, he's. Um, it's strange because, like, I I really like his movies, but he's had some terrible ones. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else about old? No, not really. <clears throat> I don't think I do either. Um. Do you have anything to uh, recommend this week? Yeah. All right, hold on. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to recommend The Green Knight. The uh, newest A24 movie. Yep. I'm just going to read the description that I found on Google. King Arthur's headstrong nephew embarks on a daring quest to confront the Green Knight, a mysterious giant who appears at Camelot. Yeah. And he just wants to prove himself to his family that and everybody in the town that he is a knight. Yeah, it is a it is a very good movie. And that's just typical A twenty four stuff where it's very artsy. Yeah, it is um I agree. It's um it it like some scenes kinda don't make sense. Yeah. And it was it was actually 
probably like three fourths of the way through the movie, I was like, this might not work now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's think, very good. Well, we might talk about it in December because it takes place during Christmas. Oh, so I'm definitely putting it on my Christmas list. 25 days of Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the end of the year, um, it, I want to do an uh, an award show esque episode where, where we talk about our favorite <laughs> our favorite movies of the year and least favorite and our favorite performances and directors and um, I'll even wear a suit for the occasion. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I, I second that recommendation, but um, I'm not going to steal yours. <laughs> I um. Imagine if I was just like, yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> I um, I started watching the show on Netflix called Dark. Mm. Um, I'm only three episodes in, but um, it's about like there's these. So it's it. The description says four missing kids, but the where on the, I'm on the third episode and only two kids have gone missing, but. It's a series about like these missing kids that involves like um, time travel and like a cave and like a nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. like just like a weird conspiracy of like uh, these kids being kidnapped and like time traveling. So it's like this kid goes missing, but like he actually goes from uh, 2018 to 1986. Oh, so, okay. Like, he, He's missing, but he actually went back in time instead of just like being somewhere. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's only twenty six episodes. Um, there's three seasons, and I don't know if it got. I don't know if they're making a fourth one because I'm not sure how the series ends. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a German TV show, which I didn't know until I started it. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But it's dubbed in English, so like, oh okay. So like, you don't have to read subtitles. They have like, um, you know, yeah, like English people talking. Um, but yeah, it's very good. Um, it has, I saw, I, I saw it on IMDb, and it had like an eight point eight out of ten, and like a bunch of people who, a bunch of people were saying that it's like the best show on Netflix. One mm-hmm. of the best best original series on Netflix. So right up there with Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it gave me like, um, like vibes from like Prisoners, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. It gives me like vibes from that, and like The Empty Man, things like that. So it's like right up my alley, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's called Dark on Netflix. I recommend it. I'm have to I think I, no, I think that's all I got. Um, do you have anything else? No. The shout out right. to Alex Wolf, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so so this was the last episode of our summer series. So Next week, we will be kicking off Blockbuster Month, where we will talk about movies with budgets 
So it's going to be four weeks. Every movie has to have a budget of $100 million or more. Mm-hmm. And every movie has to be over two hours. <laughs> so the first movie we are going to do is uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which just came out uh, like three weeks ago or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a... Um, I, mean, I don't want to get into any of it now, but we both really enjoyed it. So that's brilliant. I'm looking forward to rewatching it this week and then uh, discussing it next week. Uh, we will try to have uh, Meatball back to join us, but I don't know if superhero movies are her thing. So I don't know. Maybe Suicide Squad might be different because I it's think like, she'd like that one. I just had a thought of like us saying we're talking about the Suicide Squad, and then she comes in and starts talking about the 2016 one. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like Jared Leto was so good. <laughs> and, oh, that probably be Sean. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, yeah, and we are looking into getting Stephen a microphone that works. <laughs> Yeah, it's a work in progress. For some reason, he only tries to figure out his microphone two minutes before we start recording. (laughs) I was actually working on it last night, and everything worked. I just don't know if anyone can hear me. (laughs) I could not hear you. So, (laughs) Um, And we're also looking into getting into doing um, video podcasts, too. So... What I'm thinking about doing is um, like the audio of our podcast will be much better than it is right now. Yeah. So like I'll go back and edit um, the audio and everything. But the video will be just like quote unquote unfiltered and it'll be just like us talking. I mean, there'll be edits where edits are needed. But yeah. but like most of it will just be like the, the the like the raw footage of like what we do. Mm. That's my idea. And the I don't know if they're going to be released in the same day or what, but we'll see. Also, in progress. Yeah, that's my idea though. Um, yeah, we'll try to <laughs> try to to figure it out as we go along and improve as we as we go. <laughs> Or me and you are definitely much more organized than we were when we first started. So yeah, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing next week. We're doing the Suicide Squad, and hopefully, uh, Steven's microphone situation is resolved. We'll figure that out. And uh, if you don't have anything else, we're gonna have the Naked Brothers Band sing us out. Yes. Uh, follow us wherever. And uh, that's all I got. Yep. Until next time. Bye. Why not? <laughs>